0: Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well that is all, so let's just get into the episode. Welcome to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. This podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where I talk all about life struggles, the breakups, the makeups, business aspirations, and I am always having new guests on to discuss it all. Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because girl, we gotta talk. Welcome back to Girl, We Gotta Talk. Today, I'm joined by Jordan Potagil. She is an author of the Female Founding Edit. She's living in Cleveland, Ohio, and we're going to discuss all things female empowerment and a lot more, but I want to um, let you kind of introduce yourself, and then I have some rapid-fire questions, but welcome to the podcast. Okay, great. Thank
1: you. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, my name's Jordan Potagil, and I just graduated from Miami University in December, And I started writing my book in January, and it's going to be published this December. So it was about a year process, and I actually started thinking about writing it like a year back, and I was in the process, and then I was just too busy at the time, so I came back to it and ended up writing it, and I'm excited for it to come out in December.
0: Um, That is awesome. You just graduated and you're already like writing books. That's insane. Um, (laughs) I want to dive into all of that, but I want to get to know you a little bit better. I like to do rapid fire questions. Um, So we'll just go through a few and answer them as you can. Okay. So what is one food that you could never give up?
1: Right now I'm really into sushi, like especially raw tuna, spicy tuna sushi or poke bowls. All of that is just so good to me right now.
0: I love a good pokeball. Oh my gosh. Um, what is your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie. Hmm.
1: Okay. So funny movie, I'd probably say *Step Brothers*. I watched that so many times at probably way too young of an age. And I know
0: probably every line. And then oh my gosh that's <laughs> literally my answer anytime anyone asks and I say this exact same thing. Really? I watched it way too young and I could probably recite every word. Exactly.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. And then a good overall movie is probably The Blind Side.
1: <laughs> Were you going to say the same thing?
0: <laughs> the Blind Side is also like very much up there probably and I also could recite probably the entire thing. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Wow, great picks funny. honestly in my opinion. F- fantastic picks. Thanks. Um, okay, what is a TV show that you wish you didn't waste your time on? Ooh. You know, that's a hard one for me because
1: I honestly can't get through like TV shows if I don't like them. So, oh, but I might say Tiger King.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's fair. Did you it watch the good. Whole thing?
1: Yeah, I watched it all. It was good, but also at the same time, I was like, what is going on?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think we all thought that. That's actually a good one. (laughs) Okay, what is your favorite cocktail right now? Ooh, I think Aperol Spritz. Ooh, classic. I like (laughs) that. Okay, last one. What is one thing that you do every day that you don't think twice about? Oh, um like maybe something in your routine that you just like don't even think about you just do it anyways you know yeah I'm trying to think I don't know there's a lot (laughs) a
1: lot of things that I just like do I'm always on the move so it's hard to like think about it but um I'm kind of spontaneous so I'll just do things differently every day but okay
0: that's fair (laughs) Cool. Um, okay. Yeah. So I want to jump into talking about your book, um, the female founding edit, which how mm-hmm. did you title your, your book first of all, before we get in? Yeah. So that was the
1: first, like I went through a bunch of different titles and I kind of just brainstormed them like initially. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to keep this one. And it was the one that I decided on initially. And then I brainstormed again when I was like farther into the book, and I had some more options and then I sent out to my beta readers what title they liked the best, and they all still picked the female founding edit, which I was kind of interested by that. And I was like, oh, well, I, I don't know if it's because I mentioned it so much already and they just already had that in their head or not. But then I used one of the other titles that I thought of to be my subtitle to go along with that. So I kind of just used a few different ideas and put them together to get the overall title and behind it, the meaning of it is um, behind, it's about female founders. So uh, the the title now with the subtitle is the female founding edit, a pop of um, startup culture. Sorry. (laughs) And so basically it's just talking about how females in the startup world can be empowered and, use their voices in a place that is a male-dominated industry and be able to be successful in a world like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So what was your, like, driving force in writing this? Just be, do you think maybe there isn't, like, a book out there like this, or you just wanted to just share your experiences, or? I think there are
1: some books out there like this now, especially with, like, the Girl Boss book, um, Sophia Armour, I'm not going to say this right, Armour, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think she was sort of the element that drove this movement, and she has a Netflix series that's also called, it's based on her, called Girl Boss, so that's another thing that I think inspired this. There's a few other books out there that have similar messages, but I think that everyone has their own voice, and the message still needs to be heard more, because there hasn't been too much change, even though we're starting to head towards more female founders getting funding and things like that. But the progress is still very slow and it needs to be moving more rapidly, I think. So I think the more content we can get out there about it is the better.
0: Yeah. That's interesting that you say that Like nothing has really changed in the industry because I feel like Within the last couple of years, the whole girl boss mentality and the whole, like, you know, be a strong, independent woman and, like, do what you want to do, like, movement has really been, like, a big part of the last, I want to say, like, yeah, like, maybe 10, 10 years. I don't know. So, it's interesting that you say, like, nothing's really come of it. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, it's interesting because female founders got the most funding ever last year in 2019, and that was still only 2.7% of like all the funding. So that was still less than we work the company received as a whole. And then the same kind of thing happened this year. Um, I don't know the exact percentage yet this year. Cause we're still in it, but um, there's a company called Quibi, I think it's called. And they received $1.8 billion in funding for investments overall. And then this year, female founders have earned 1.9 billion. So those single companies are getting more than all the female founders, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. Sad. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, So what was the process like in writing? And I feel like you're so young to be writing a book. I mean, like kudos to you. I think that's freaking amazing. But like, what was the process like? Because obviously you were still like in school and like dealing with, you know, class and stuff. So how was that for you?
1: Yeah, it was an interesting process, and honestly, it was stressful, but it was not as hard as I thought it was going to be, necessarily. I think it's because I was doing it in, like, steps, and, like, it didn't seem as overwhelming as, like, figuring out the whole book at once. And so, first of all, um, I had, like, weekly meetings with different authors, and, like, someone would lead the sessions. There's a professor called Eric Coast. Keister and he is the one who led it. He works at Georgetown and he has a publishing company. So he was the one that led these sessions every week, and then he would basically just give us tips and things on writing. And then we got set up with editors. And so I had a developmental editor who helped me in the beginning to basically get my content out, and like they would help me if I got stuck with anything. And then I had to get a first initial draft just turned in in like June and then after that there was a manuscript revision process so we've been doing those kinds of edits and I got a new editor for marketing and revisions and then now I'm on copy editing so we're almost done. I'm turning in my final script this weekend so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's very exciting.
0: Yeah. So that's so super cool that you had kind of this whole team working with you. You brought it up. I wanted to ask you about like getting stuck or like falling into like a rut when writing. Cause I feel like that's such a common thing. What did you do to, I guess, get out of that? Cause I feel like that's so hard. You like writer's block is such a real thing and you just like lose motivation. So like,
1: yeah, like I, th- I think sometimes I would just take a break for like 15 minutes and do something else like talk to my roommates oh well I was still at school in the beginning and then also quarantine happened so that actually gave me a lot more time to write it was kind of a blessing in disguise for me a little bit (laughs) um and then I think also just like thinking big picture I was like okay right now this might seem like an issue but think about the next few months, like where I'll be, I'll want to have gotten this done. So I just kind of pushed myself to keep moving forward and finish what I needed to by the deadlines. So,
0: yeah. Um, I know quarantine, I feel like really helped a lot of people, like weirdly enough, (laughs) obviously like we don't want COVID to be a thing, but being in quarantine, like allowed so many people to do more. It's weird. I don't right? Know. Yeah. A lot of people
1: were taking up different side hustles or exploring different interests, going on walks, spending time with family, you know, yeah. it opened up a lot of opportunities. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I feel like if you're writing a book that you really wanted to write, I feel like at the end of the day, yes, it might be hard, but I think because you like really wanted to and you loved what you were doing, was it, cause you said it was easier than you thought. Was it easier because of that? Cause you really wanted to do it.
1: I think that because I was passionate about the subject and things like that, and then also just taking it step by step, you know, um, not thinking about how much work is going to be overall and just working on it bit by bit. Get what you can done that day. Like you might be tired, but just work for like 15 minutes, an hour, like two hours, just whatever you can squeeze in, just get that done. And it goes a lot easier. So,
0: Yeah. So what is the biggest, I guess, takeaway that you want readers to get from your book?
1: I think my biggest takeaway is that women sometimes feel like they can't be confident or have a presence in like business situations because just over the past years, like everything that's happened and we've kind of been undermined in business sometimes like women couldn't even take out business loans without a male relative, um, until 1988, which thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg for yeah. that, because I mean, it's just crazy that like the laws were preventing people from even being in business. So I think my overall message that I'd like to have is that be confident and women have just as much power as men, but we're, we're all equal and we all have a message that we need to get out there and we can do whatever we want to do.
0: Yeah. I know. That is crazy that that was a thing like what? And that wasn't even that long ago. The 80s, I know. that's just like mind boggling. And I think that we have made strides, small strides for women, you know, and women entrepreneurs and in this industry, like doing stuff independently. I think we have like really made strides, but it's, But, like, at the end of the day, like, the percentages that you were throwing out, it's crazy that, like, Mm -hmm. those are still so small.
1: Yeah. I think social media has been a great factor for women because you're able to make whatever you want, whatever content, and people will see that and be inspired by it. So I think that's been a really great thing for women in business and entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, I think um, with like influencers or people that, you know, mm. market their businesses on social media, like women are really killing it. And I feel like exactly. everyone I follow is a businesswoman. Like, right. if I think, if I really, I mean, other than people I went to school with and like people that I know personally, like, and even some of them, like literally everybody is, you yeah. know, having their little side hustle and like crushing it or running a business and promoting it on social media. Like, everybody is really utilizing social media. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Right. Crazy. Yeah,
1: because a lot of the time before, you'd have to get your name out there on media, like news and TV, but now you can just make a name for yourself by creating whatever you want to create on the internet. So yeah.
0: it's amazing. And to be your own boss, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect. And people are just trying
1: things out, seeing what happens, just yeah. going for it. It's, yeah, I love it.
0: Um, because we can, right? Except- awesome. Okay. So break down a little bit. Um, okay. So break down the book a little bit, um, you know, what you're covering, obviously, like you want women to feel empowered and you want women to, you know, feel like they can do um, whatever they want to do, which I think is amazing. But what is like your true message and like, how are you breaking down the book?
1: Yeah. So the beginning of the book, I just kind of give a little intro about myself and how I got into this startup industry realm and then I after that I go into the history of entrepreneurship and a little bit about startup industry basics because some people reading it might not know about that and then I focus on the modern women and what the expectations are things like that and then the middle section is just focusing on different characteristics and um, opportunities that women can have And how that can help them in the startup industry. And then towards the end, I just kind of wrap it all up with um, a conclusion. And then focusing on how women can have this advantage overall.
0: Yeah. Um, I think this book is going to be great. And I'm going to get it. Because I think... (laughs) um, the message of, you know, like we can do whatever we want. It's out there, but I, I love that you said this earlier, like everybody has a voice and everyone has a different way of like explaining it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the history on like entrepreneurship with women and like startups, I think is super interesting. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand like the struggle of doing so and like starting your own business as a woman. Um, so I think this is like super cool that you even, first of all, thought of this idea and then like really followed through and like wrote a book on. I think that's super cool. Thanks. Yeah.
1: I'm excited for people to read it soon. Yeah. Where can people find the book, by the way? It will be on Amazon and then I'm not sure where else yet, but definitely okay. Amazon. Okay,
0: cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you. Who is like, somebody in the limelight, a celebrity, or someone just well-known, who is someone that you, like, really admire for being um, someone that empowers women? Like, someone that's really standing up for women and, like, really empowering them? hmm Yeah,
1: I would probably say Tori Birch. She has been a really big inspiration behind a lot of what I've done. So, she actually has her Tori Birch brand, and then she also has the Tori Birch Foundation, which is her charity And it aims to empower women entrepreneurs and she has a fund for that. And I think she has, um, every year she hosts, like, I don't know how many, but I think like 25 women entrepreneurs and she'll, I think, train them and give them money to help them with their ventures and things like that. And then she also has, um, a summit, I think like a annual meeting thing, which I would love to go to sometime. I think that'd be amazing. So she um, is very inspiring to my whole process of everything. And she has some great statistics and things like that on her Instagram. So if you want to check out Tori Birch Foundation, you might already follow it, but (laughs) it has a lot of good info. So
0: like growing up, did you always look up to people that were like, successful women like were you always like oh my gosh look at them doing that and is that how you kind of got really passionate about this I think so honestly I don't know how it came about but my mom
1: she has always been a working woman so I think that has been a really big factor in why I feel like I need to be involved and like do things that are going to make me successful and have a voice So. I think that's been a really big part of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's got to be like, you're growing up watching your mom, like, crush it in life. And you're like, I want to be just like that. Yeah.
1: She took the corporate route, though. So I don't know if I want to stick with that. (laughs) I'm a
0: little too free spirited for that, I think. Yeah. What do you like? What do you see for your future? Do you see yourself writing another book or just working in like the entrepreneurial space? And what do you see for yourself in moving forward?
1: I think I honestly might want to start a podcast soon. I'm thinking about it. So that could be Yeah, I might do that and then hopefully some public speaking and maybe eventually another book, but I think that would be at least 5 years from now. I need I need a little writing break. Yeah. <laughs> um and then other than that, I I've always wanted to start a clothing line, so maybe that would happen at some point because I love fashion, so we'll see.
0: (laughs) Ooh, I know. Lots of options. (laughs) Yeah. And I, that's like the best part about life is like, you can choose literally whatever you want to do. And it sounds like, um, it sounds like you just want to do whatever you love, which is like amazing. But I feel Mm -hmm. like people our age, I think is actually starting now with our generation of, um, not taking the corporate route and not doing Mm -hmm. like the stereotypical, 9 to 5 desk job. I think a lot of people are moving towards I'm going to do what I'm passionate about. Right. Um, I don't want to get stuck in a rut and be almost like I don't want to be like my parents is what I think a lot of people see, like their mom or their dad took that corporate route, like you said your mom did.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and it's like I just want to do what I like, you know? I think
1: that's Right. Cool. And I think some people it's like you might have to start out in the corporate route but Maybe you do a side hustle when you get home after work, and then eventually you can get out of the corporate world if that 's like what you want to do, so yeah,
0: and I love the word side hustle, I think it's funny because <laughs> I think um, it's definitely been a bigger like topic as of the last few years because everybody likes having a little side hustle, likes having the the money come in a little bit more, but also I think it's back to like the passion thing people just. Even if they are, um, you know, working a nine to five or working a job they don't necessarily love, they can always come back and be like, well, I am doing this little project on the side that I really look forward to every day. And honestly, that's what this podcast is for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't hate my job. I actually really do like my job, but it is like, it's in marketing. It's a nine to five um, desk job. I mean, I work out of my room now, but, um, but then I have this podcast and I, I really look forward to like talking to new people. Like you're in Cleveland, Ohio, and we're having a conversation. I just love that. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And like learning about people and, um, I don't know, just like talking first of all, like, I just love to just like have
1: fun to learn about different people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I just really like, the word side hustle is just so fun to me. I just like, how many side hustles do you? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me.
1: I know. And I didn't mean to make it just sound like it's just a side hustle because I think side hustles are legitimate businesses. And I yeah. think people need to recognize that like you're working nine to five and you're still putting in the time to make this podcast happen, edit it, things like that. So props to you (laughs) thank you
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it kind of goes back to like what you said when like you get stuck in a rut like I yes I just worked nine to five but like I love doing this so Mm -hmm. it doesn't even feel like work you know I don't know yeah so how it did like creating the cover of the book go and are you on it what does it look like all of that fun stuff
1: so I'm actually getting it back soon. I am gonna get a few different options back, and I was originally gonna have my sister paint something for it because she's an Ooh. artist. And yeah. you can see that behind me. <laughs> um, yeah. She painted that, so um, so she was going to do that, but she was too busy with work to be able to do it, and so I kind of just used an image that was like a similar type of painting, but I wanted more of like a fashion style drawing on the front. So I'm either going to have something like that or maybe a portrait of myself. I'm not sure yet. So we'll see. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like though. It's probably going to
0: be a pink cover or white. I was picturing pink. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Do you have any advice for women that are thinking about like starting their own business or just like being their own boss or even like a side hustle? Like, do you have advice in the book or like, what would you say to people that are like contemplating it?
1: Yes. So I would definitely say start before you think you're ready. You are never going to feel like you're ready. Honestly, like you're going to be scared and that's when you know you should do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just jump in and do it anyway.
0: I love that. Start before you think you're ready because I think people talk themselves out of everything.
1: Oh yeah. And you'll be like I'm too busy. Um there's so many excuses you can make, but you're never going to do it if you keep making excuses behind it. So just start doing what you can and maybe you don't like start making products right away, but you can start just talking to people who might be able to be mentors or anything like that that can help you along the way. I think you might as well do as early as you can.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great advice. Okay. Well, I think that is about today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on. You shed so much light on like a topic that I think needs to be discussed. Like you even said, like we need to keep having these conversations. Um, And your advice was just amazing. Um, I'm motivated, honestly. But where can people find you on social media? Where can people find the book again? Um, And all of that. Well, thank
1: you. It was so great talking to you too. I had a great time. So thank you for having me on. And you can find me at Jordan Pottagill on Instagram or LinkedIn. And then also the book is available on Amazon.
0: Cool. So when is it um, coming out for sure? Do you have a date for that? It is being printed December 7th. So I would say mid December, it
1: should be up and available. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah so um, the female founding edit.
0: <laughs> yes. So, um, I will tag all of Jordan's, um, social media handles below in the description of the podcast so you guys can find her. Um, and then when the book comes out, tag me and I can like share it to everyone so they can go find it, um, on Amazon and read it. Cause I think it's going to be fantastic. And I also can't wait to see the cover of it. I think it's going to be super cool. Whatever Thank you think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, be sure to follow girl. We got to talk podcast on Instagram and Facebook and follow Jordan as well. Um, I will tag her and everything so you guys can find her super easy, but thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.